the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey guys, welcome to an episode of Oral Sessions with Renee Paquette, starring the one, the only producer, now co-host extraordinaire, Emilio Sparks. Hi. (laughs) What is this shirt you're wearing? Oh, this is uh, Ralph Lauren polo. I'm dripped in low. Oh, I thought that it was, um, I thought it was like a a football club's shirt. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Hard pass. No, it is not, ladies and gentlemen. It's a polo insignia, definitely, but I've never ridden a horse. Dude, you've never ridden a horse? Fuck, it's Staten Island. Where am I going to ride a horse? I don't know. They've, I mean, people must ride horses out there, no? I don't know. Get on a horse. Listen, horses are good for you. You've been on a horse? Yeah, I took John horseback riding for his birthday years ago, and we had a hell of a time. He went on a horse? We went on a horse around Red Rock Canyon. We did this, like, sunrise tour his balls hurt afterwards for sure, uh, but he lived. He enjoyed it. I used to ride horses a little bit when I was a kid. I recommend it. Riding a horse is like good for your soul. Did you do side saddle? Did you do regular? I didn't horseback ride in the 30s. Oh, I don't know. I don't think people do that anymore. I didn't like bareback or anything. I was like straight up on a saddle, giddy up, giving them clicks. Steering them left and right. I didn't like jump over things or anything, but. I was about to say that is when you get into dangerous territory and I'm good. No, no, no. I never did that. No, I used to live next door to a horse barn growing up. So the horses would peek their head out over into my yard and I'd feed them apples and stuff. It was great. How about we do this, right? Talk to me. Me and you, John, you guys can ride regular horses and I can ride like a donkey or a pony. The donkeys are good. We It was actually donkeys that we rode when we went horseback riding. Or it wasn't a donkey. It was a shit. A burrow? I think a burrow is a donkey. It's whatever the hybrid is of a, of a, a horse and a donkey. I can't remember what that's called. But they've got tinier feet, so they maneuver around the rocks better like little goats. See, maybe I can do something not as large. We can get you maybe a mini horse. A mini horse? What about a llama? Would you ride a, a llama? llama? Yeah. Maybe a zebra. Oh, that would be nice. Well, my swag in a zebra, I think it would work. <laughs> You're a zebra guy. You're a zebra guy. 100%. Didn't even know it until now. <laughs> Emilio! Renee! What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, just enjoying another day in paradise. Today is not a paradise type day for me. Today has gone to shit for me. And let me tell you the ways. First of all, before you hopped on this call... I had the bright idea that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pack up out of this guest room and I'm going to move things back up to what was meant to be my rightful, true studio space. But it didn't go that way because my internet is dog shit and I don't know how to fix this. I'm going to have somebody from Cox come over to my house. Yes, I am putting Cox on blast right now here on the show. I hope that somebody that works for Cox is able to reach out to me, connect with me in some capacity Because I don't live in a gigantic enough house. I don't have wings to my house for me to need different modems set up throughout my house. Then on top of this, I get these bullshit Wi-Fi connector. You connect one next to the modem, hardwired into that, moved one upstairs, 
hardwired into that, that also still did not work. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. I'm throwing my hands up at this point, but I just want everyone to know, if you've seen the older episodes, I put up a beautiful wallpaper. I bought a gigantic calendar because we are moving and shaking over here on oral sessions, now a part of the volume network. And I have dates I need to plug in. My phone is no longer sufficing. Oh, and then I just had to have a nap. And I'm sweating now because I'm upset. Well, first off, Pox on Blast, really funny. Cox are on blast. Cox are all on blast. <laughs> all the cocks are on blast. <laughs> Take that. I didn't even realize what I said. That is definitely a good sound bite, though. That's, that should be the name of this episode, Cox on Blast. But I'm glad that you took a nap. You're recharged. You're refreshed. You're ready to go. So you're perspiring. That's okay. You're pregnant. It happened. Means you're alive. My blood is pumping. I'm fucking ready to go on the show today. That's the type of energy we need. <laughs> I was supposed to have like a meeting this morning and then that, that got moved. And then I was supposed to go do yoga. And then I was like, I just can't. I need to have a nap. But here's, here's a, a real high point of my day so far. I made a turkey panini, which in the world of pregnancy life, you can't have any kind of deli meat of any sorts unless it's heated. So I've been avoiding it, avoiding it. And I'm like, I just want a turkey sandwich. I slapped it on my George Foreman grill. I'm a happy lady because of that. Did your like mouth have a party and your taste buds were invited? They yes. were like, oh my God, we need to have this turkey club sandwich melted. Thrilled. Okay. Thrilled. Yeah, it's been a while. What type of cheese did you use? Swiss, because I had Swiss that was pre-sliced. So I went with that. I was going to use a sharp cheddar, but I went Swiss and I am not looking back. I haven't had a sandwich or like deli meat in a very long time. What do you eat? Fucking twigs and berries and air at this point as being plant-based. You, okay, so how long have you not eaten meat at this point? Four years. And do you ever get like the vegan style deli meat? No, I don't. I don't the believe in like- No, I don't believe in like the, even like the, the processed vegan stuff either where they say it's healthier. No, it's still processed. So I'm, I'm good. I feel like it might give you like tits or something, right? Yeah. I don't want tits. I don't, I don't need them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if I did, I would just stay indoors all day and just examine my body and I would play John Mayer's (laughs) my body is a wonderland. So it just would not be a good time. I mean, it would be a good time, but I just would never leave the house. I wouldn't get this show done. Nothing. Um, no, it's just to be honest with you. No, I don't believe in like the soy based products. I, I don't do like the fake cheeses. I also have a, a nut allergy. So most oh of my the fake God, Emilio. Yeah, I'm all sorts of fucked y'all on this side. Where do you get your protein from? Beans. Just beans. That's your main uh, source of protein. I know it's, that's a legitimate source. That's good. Lentils that they, they help okay. legumes. I can't eat peanut butter either. I'm allergic to nuts. Oh my word. I tried to go to this health food store and I bought a like a fucking seed spread thinking, oh, sunflower seeds. I cooked with sunflower oil. I'm fine. Eat the bread. Allergic reaction. Did you have to EpiPen? No, I don't. I can't afford one. So I just was just drinking Benadryl like I was sipping on lean. Oh, my God. And water. So. I survived. I'm good. I'm here. You're here. You live to tell the tale. I always forget that things in America cost money like that for healthcare stuff. It always rocks my world. So now I just dance with the devil by the pale moonlight when I decide to go eat something. <laughs> Let's howl at the mood and eat some seeds and some deli meat. See what happens. Um, okay. So that sort of like rant 
that's that's me getting my mood out of the way. I'm good though. I did my hair today. Do you notice? It's growing now. The bob is kind of gone, but you've already explained the bob situation. So we're good. We got the cock stuff out of the way. We're talking about your hair now. (laughs) Cocks and bobs, babe. That should be the name of the episode. (laughs) Cocks and bobs. (laughs) That's one nice thing I will say about not being on regular TV at all right now is I can just let my hair grow out. I don't have to plug in extensions. I don't have to worry about a weave. I don't have to chop the bob, which is what I normally would have done. Just letting it do its thing. Also, side note, I don't know if we need any sponsors for this show, um, but Aveda, have you ever used a rosemary mint shampoo, body wash, moisturizer, the works? No, I have not. Oh my God. Listen, you want to talk about a nice earthy smell? I know that that's up your alley. This is it. I smell amazing right now. I mean, I can smell you through the Zoom call right now and it smells amazing. It's just- You can just tell. My olfactory systems are just going crazy right now. It's like, I need this ambrosia in my life. I, I want to smell like that. Now. So <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to buy some of that. One more side note, um, because you're saying a lot of things that are percolating in my brain. I've been looking up wallpapers as I'm getting ready to put this nursery together for this baby. Do you know that there is a company that does scratch and sniff wallpaper like in Willy Wonka? Could they send you samples to scratch and sniff? Maybe I should just order some samples just to see. So what smells were you thinking to have in the nursery? I mean, when I think of it, all I think of is schnozberries from Willy Wonka. I don't want this actually in my house. I just enjoy that it exists. Well, I mean, maybe one accent wall wouldn't be so bad. And then you could take it down in a couple of years. I'm only going to do an accent wall on any of the wallpaper regardless. I asked John if I could remodel the house today. It was a hard pass. What would you do? Because I'm really big into like those HGTV and Discovery, like home things. I subscribe to the Discovery app because of Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's some star power. I want me a Joanna Gaines. Don't you think? Like if you're, she's, she's great. Chip is great. Their dynamic is so effortless. They're, they're so charming. She's the brain. He's the brawn. They're just great. So I watched an episode of their show and that's when I was like, man, this couple have bought a house uh, somewhere. I don't know if they were still in Waco or if the show has moved on from Waco, but uh, they bought this house. It was literally covered in, in fecal matter. Like it was just trashed. It was so gnarly. And Chip and Joanna Gaines turned this bitch around. Like it looked so good. Just like wood, beautiful wood paneling. They did the whole bathroom, like this hunter green from like, obviously the walls, but all the way up this uh, on the, on the ceiling absolutely beautiful. The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA in play. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA in play turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcome of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you even more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA in-play, so the action's always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use, and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you're traveling to because NBA InPlay is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app to start playing NBA InPlay today. Okay, hey, you want to talk about some wrestling real quick? Why not? I mean, that's 
kind of the theme of our show in and around ish. Um, Christian is my first topic that I would like to talk about. Uh, we saw him in the Royal Rumble. He's been cleared. We talked about it on the show earlier. What do you think if you were if you were Christian or you were, say, his like real life manager advising him on some career moves? What would you like to see him do at this point in his career? He's what he's a 47 year old man. He looks like a million bucks, perhaps in the best shape of his life. New lease on life, medically cleared to compete in the ring. What does he do? I, if I was his guy and I was telling him, listen, baby, this is what we got to do. We're going to keep you super exclusive. You're a main event player. We're going to, we're going to, we want the Brock Lesnar treatment. We want you to come in when it's a big, big money match, big fight feel. I don't need you in a weekly segment. I don't need you cutting promos. I come in when it, when it, when it's time, you know what I mean? Let's pick one championship there and let's make a move on it. You were promised an intercontinental title match seven years ago when Big E was intercontinental champion. Now that he's intercontinental champion again, do you want to go after Big E? That's a juicy tale right there. Beautiful storytelling, great players at like beautiful times of their careers. It's interesting. It's meaty as all hell. It's super meaty. And if you look at it, Big E has come into his own in seven years. Yeah. He's a 10-time tag team champion. He's in one of the most popular trios within the WWE. He's a yeah. certified Hall of Famer. Oh, he's going to be a two-time Hall of Famer, no question. He has to be. So, you know, the only thing now that that is missing in this really illustrious career is a dominant and monumental solo run. So the early part of his career, he was intercontinental champion, right? Now... He's intercontinental champion, but he's older and he's wiser and he has more command in the ring. He has a he has a wherewithal in the ring. He has a presence. And more sway in the back as well. More sway in the back as to how these stories are going to be told. And, and back then, that belt was being passed around like a hot potato. Yes. Now the culture of just title switches has changed in WWE. Well, there's always been that conversation around the Intercontinental title, too, of like it's the most prestigious championship and it's for the workhorse and blah, blah, blah. But it has obviously lost that that luster around it over the years due to what you just said. But you put it on somebody like Big E and, you know, whether he were to drop it to to Christian or not, I think that's like a beautiful uh, a beautiful tale within that championship story. Plus, you know that the promos alone are going to be worth their weight in gold. They'd be so good. The whole social media aspect as well. Christian's not big on social media. He is. So he can help to kind of push that along on there 100%. Christian needs to step up his social media game. I often tag him in things. And instead of responding to it, he just texts me. That's not how that's supposed to work. <laughs> but that's Okay. <laughs> But we obviously know throughout his career that he is like the dude to put people over. He has the best matches. He is well known amongst all of his peers as being one of the best in the ring from the technical standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint to to constructing a match. Um, I, you know, I always remember talking to um, to John about this and he was like, man, I always heard that Christian was good. And when they came in as the shield, like him and Seth, especially like they really thought that they just knew all they needed to know about getting in the ring. But then they stepped in there with Jay, with Christian. And it was just like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Some of the coolest stuff that I've ever seen Christian do was in the WWE. But outside of the WWE, he really made his mock in Impact and TNA. And if you have Impact Plus, 
go and watch some of the stuff Christian was doing when he was on this quest to become. You got a you got a cut for that, Emilio? No, I just believe in him, and I just I just like <laughs> I just like impact. I I just think they're a really good organization, and yeah, they get shitted on because of like old school stigmas and booking of the past and Christian stuff there was great. And he's a phenomenal performer. So I would love to see him come back, mix it up with somebody who, you know, is going to, is going to wrestle safely as well against Christian. 100%. That's a huge thing. They're going to go balls to the wall, Yeah, but they're going to do it in a way where, you know what, like their skulls ain't going to get rattled in the brain. Oh my God. Nobody wants to play that game right now. Absolutely not. I mean, you've been on the shelf for seven years. And now you get this opportunity. You're not going to want to roll the dice on that. You want to work with the safest, best people. Um, so to what you just said about his time in impact or in TNA and all that, his time outside of WWE, is that something you as his manager would suggest? I'd be like, listen, you're not signed with the fed right now. You're not signed to New York. You're coming in. You want to go to New York? You want to go to Nashville? You want to go to Jacksonville? You want to go to Japan? Where do you want to go? Let's let's field the best offer. Let's see how many nuts we can grab. Well, I think it's also a matter of like what he wants to do. You know, I mean, it's it comes down to, um, you know, as it does for so many people and you can't blame them, but it's like, what's going to be a, a good paycheck? But also this is his opportunity to rewrite his his ending. I think he wants to stay with WWE. I think he wants to retire with WWE and rightfully so. Especially with Edge there. With Edge there, do you ever perhaps see those two getting back together and going for the tag titles? You know, that's one of the things that I thought the night of the Royal Rumble and I wanted to share, but I forgot to even talk about that because we we just had so much fun on the Royal Rumble episode and you can watch that on YouTube or you can go back on our feed. Yeah, you can. Like, subscribe, share, all that, baby. Smash that notification bell if you want to see more <laughs> on Napoquette. But um, Ring the bell. I would love to see them go back and do it because that tag team division right now stacked. You have the Street Profits. They're a phenomenal tag team. You have Bobby Roode and Ziggler. They're the SmackDown tag team champions right now. Then you have the Hurt Business who are just crushing television yeah. right now. The, one really of are. the highlights of Raw. So. Yeah. You can see Edge and Christian going against Shelton and Cedric, and I think it would be so good. So I would like to see them come back. And if they, even if they want to work a part-time schedule, do it. And then you can have some really fun. You can pop in. You can pop out. There's a ton of options. So it's like pick a lane, but you can bounce around and kind of check off all of these boxes during this run, if that's the thing that you want to do. It's a huge thing to think about as well, because it's like, well, what do you want to do? You know, those two guys have done everything. So what is it do you want to do? I can't wait to have him on this show. Oh my God. That's the question you should ask him. Like, Christian, what do you want to do? That's the only question I'm going to ask him. And it's going to be an hour long answer of us dissecting how that's going to go. What do you want to do? And he might say, I don't know. And then you're going to be like, what do you want? And it, it's just like the notebook. What do you want? <laughs> I'll just keep rephrasing the question until he answers me or comes up with something. Um, just as you mentioned, uh, you know, view, not, not the viewerships and all that, but um, uh, the things to watch on Raw and SmackDown and all that. I think we would be remiss to not dedicate this episode to Nia Jax's hole because this poor woman uh, so apparently, has that been taken down off of everything? I, I heard that it got stripped off of Raw. You can't, like, that clip is gone. It's not like YouTube. Like it's it's gone. <laughs> Unless you see it, and if you like do a search on Twitter, you know they screen cap everything. 
Yeah, it it's everywhere. It's, it's amazing. It's all over the place. So the hold will live on in cyberspace. <laughs> I texted her. I was like, hey, not to pile on, but like, y'all right? <laughs> she's she's hanging in there. The hole's okay. Um, other things that have happened in uh in the world of wrestling is uh Bow Wow, who I've real I've recently realized is no longer Lil Bow Wow. No, he's not little no more. He's 33. I did not know that. It made me feel better because I always thought that I was much older than Bow Wow. I'm only two years older than him. How does that make you feel? I feel like Lil Renee. That's what I feel like. Lil Nay. That's me. That's your nickname for now on. That's me. So he wants to, after this album, he wants to retire from the rap game, focus on his acting, and he wants to step inside a WWE ring. That's like his bucket list goal is to become a wrestler. Lofty goal. I, I'm for it. And I'm sure it's going to happen because, it, I mean, it's going to happen. You know, WWE is going to bite on that. Bet you they're already biting on it. Somebody slid in his DM. He's probably down at the PC right now. Him and him and Bad Bunny are, uh, you know, having a little powwow, a, a meeting of the minds, if you will. They're like, how can we come in here and, and, and make the bag here <laughs> yeah. now? Apparently, Bad Bunny is cleaning up on his merch sales. Have you seen this? Yeah, but he was cleaning up on his merch sales before even coming into to WWE. He's just he's a merchandise killer as well. You know, he's really figured out how to monopolize all streams of revenue. Now, I don't know what the what the structure of his deal was, but, you know, I remember back in the day when I was in the music industry, 360 deals was like, no, we can't have no 360 deals. Sure. Yeah. Those went out the window a long time ago. And he's a dude that just has a huge social media feed. And in that space, you know, he can really command some big dollars and everything he does right now, musically and socially, he has the Midas touch. So I like the the merch on, on shop.com. I was looking at it. I was like, oh, this is... This is really cool. When they put it up during Raw or Rumble, I was like, oh, do I need a Bad Bunny hoodie? Because I kind of dig it. So I was thinking the same thing. I like the hoodie. I was like, oh my God, do I like this? Do I really like this? Or am I just so enamored with Bad Bunny and what he's doing and how impressive it is that they really utilize the Damien Priest debut as well with this because that could either crash or burn. No, it's really interesting. And it's better than, you know, you see all the the hubbub that happened on the internet, uh, which is my main source of finding out most things wrestling these days, but that um, that Kevin Owens was initially supposed to be paired with, with Damien Priest. And he was like, well, why? I don't really like know him. We have no relationship prior to this it was just like something that was supposed to be mashed together where this feels like he's getting like a legit spot he's a great performer obviously we know that we've seen that the guy's got star power star quality um and now he's getting that bad bunny rub that's a nice indoctrination into the main roster yeah my thing with celebrities coming in and it's not just musicians my thing is like you really got to learn this thing because you just can't say i can do it well we saw the snoop dog splash well, shit, we saw the Bad Bunny splash, which was also nearly a neck breaker. Right. So it's like, dude, like you guys should really go down, take the reps, do the bumps, get the coaching down, you know, and, and really like learn the footwork, learn how to run the ropes. You know, even if you're just going to work a headlock and you're just going to do an Irish whip into the corner sure. or you're going to sell something, at least learn the fundamentals to do that. 
Just don't think you can go in and wrestle because you can't. Well, it's also very interesting. I mean, you know, in my time in WWE, we had so many different celebrities come through and some people do want to come in and just have that star treatment, do their spot and get out of there where there's other people that become fully invested where like they want to, they want to work on their spots. They want to go down to the PC or they want to get around and roll around in the ring. Uh, You know, Stephen Amell before he came down and um, did his match, uh, with with Cody Rhodes, at, I believe it was SummerSlam when they did that years ago. Uh, but he put in a ton of work of learning how to get in the ring. I mean, as we've seen, he's done stuff with AEW. I mean, he's now doing his own wrestling show, Heels, which I think is on Stars, starring our pal CM Punk, which you can go back and listen to that episode as well. You know who else was another person that came in that really was into the whole beast of WWE was Kevin Hart of all people that come in and he's such a big star. He's such a big personality. He's a busy man, but he was like engaged the whole time. Like he loved it. I mean, shit, him and rock are like thick as thieves, but you could tell he really like respected what was going on. There seemed like someone like John Stewart. John Stewart was cool too. I mean, he had the ultimate swerve. He, he took the United States championship off John Cena with the chair shot and yeah. had, Seth Rollins, like, become the man. You know, I, that was the night that CrossFit Jesus was born because he came out in, right. his, in his all white gear, that big money gear. Um, one of the funniest interactions that you mentioned, Kevin Hart, that I seen where a superstar does like one of those backstage segments was Kevin Hart and Adam Rose. I was in that. We we're in Cleveland. I can like remember the building where we were shooting it. We we're in Cleveland. And he, yeah, we were like shooting that. And that's when I like, that was the only time I really got to talk to Kevin during the day. My buddy, Kevin, we're on a first name basis, Kevin Hart. And um, he was not in a rush to get out of there. He wasn't like, hurry up, let's film this so I can go sit in a trailer somewhere. Like he loved that whole process. It was really cool. He like for someone to like really take that time and really be invested in what was going on. And yeah, it, it was really fun. That was a cool moment. In regards to Bow Wow, he was saying that he wants to be a tag team with Rey Mysterio. Partner up with his kid. Dominic was like, excuse me, wait, what? That's my partner. Um, while we're on this topic, um, Shaq, we're going to see Shaq step into the ring. Finally. I mean, this has been a long time coming. The last time we saw Shaq, in any kind of ring was with WWE at, uh, I believe it was WrestleMania 32. If that was Dallas, uh, which was when he ran in that, um, that battle Royal and on the pre-show and it seemed like they were trying to head towards Shaq and big show. And then that never culminated into anything for whatever reason. I have no idea what happened there or why that didn't pan out, but to think, from all the, you know, what was that? Six years ago, five, six years ago, something like that. If I did the math, it's five years. Cause we're going to 37 right now that now he's going to finally get his match, but with, with Cody and red velvet with, uh, with his chick Jade with him. How do you think that Shaq is going to fare? Well, I think he's going to be Shaq diesel. Cause that's just who he is. Um, he was, a, he was just a king and a Titan in the NBA. And we, we, he would box everybody out at center. Well, I think he's Shaq. So I think he, again, it's about commanding certain things. And he's such a larger than life personality with everything that he does, the commercials that he does, you know, those Jack Link's jerky ones, the ones with the general, you know, there's so many really funny commercials. He's such a <laughs> general, he's such a dynamic <laughs> performer. Uh, does anybody even use the general insurance? So we had used the general insurance uh, for a period of time because when John bought his truck, so for the, I mean, when I moved out here, I didn't have any vehicle. I, I used to um, like a Vespa scooter. For the longest time until John made me get rid of it and get a real car. Um, but John got his truck and he, they're like, well, you can't drive it off the lot without insurance. And he thought of the general commercials 
and called and got general insurance. He used that for like a year. John is their customer. He's their guy. Um, but he's such a dynamic performer, just the personality. He he really understands it. And what I like is the crossover appeal on Inside the NBA on TNT. And then you can see the crossover on AEW. And I think it's really cool. I look forward to it. Um, I think it's the right time. I think it's the right place. I think, you know, physically, if it's not now, it ain't never going to happen. So I look forward to it. And it's smart for TNT to start incorporating uh, their talent across other platforms. It makes the most sense. It's great. Um, So another big thing that happened in the world of wrestling this past week um, was Gabby Tuft. Gabe Tuft coming out as transgendered, um, formerly wrestled in WWE as Tyler Rex. And uh, it went public with everything. I mean, I think it initially first happened on her Instagram with the teases of the countdowns to the big reveal and then did this really great sit down with extra TV uh, with, with Billy Bush. And yeah, it just, I can't imagine what kind of pressure goes into the lead up of finally revealing your true self to the world and also having to hold on to that for so long, you know? I think it's incredibly brave. Me too. So I never got to work with Gabby. We weren't in WWE around the same time. Like I've never even met her, but it is very cool to see. I mean, as you say, with the, the, the toxic masculinity in that thread that can be so common amongst just any locker room, um, it's really cool to see her be able to come forward and share her story and share her true self and just be enveloped by all of, um, all of this acceptance and love. And it makes me happy to, to see someone be able to, to do that. And I would, you know, I, I plan on legit reaching out, but I would love to let her know that this is a platform if she ever wants to come on and have that conversation and continue to spread awareness um, about, about being transgendered, about anything LGBTQ, all of that. I mean, those are conversations um, that I would, I would love to have and, and continue to give her that platform here. Come on, Gab. We'll make turkey and cheese paninis and we'll just have a good time. Hell yes. 100%. Yeah. I would love that. I think that would be really, really cool. So kudos to you, Gabby. So happy to see you living the life that you want to be living. Um, and just to have all this acceptance, I imagine you feel like a million bucks right now to have it out there to the world and doing you. Oral Sessions is proud to be presented by FanDuel. You guys never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Uh, Why do I play FanDuel? I play FanDuel because I'm new to the fantasy game. I kind of need somebody to hold my hand through the whole process. And the thing with the FanDuel Fantasy app is that it's so incredibly easy to use. Even a dum-dum like me can make it work. And if you happen to be a fence sitter like yours truly, you guys can pick a new team every single game. You can switch it up. You can change your mind. It's all up to you. Ball is in your court. So FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match of up to 500 smackaroos when you make your first deposit. Just go to FanDuel.com slash cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash cowherd. FanDuel, more ways to win. Did you watch the Super Bowl? A little bit. You're not a football guy. Uh, I'm really not. I'm a Tom Brady guy. It, it was nice for the four hours that I was. It was nice to feel uh, as a Tampa Bay fan for four hours. It was a long time coming. I'm glad that they won. <laughs> I saw your tweet about that. That was funny. I had to recycle that on here. Um, 
my father, huge football guy, my grandfather, rest in peace. Um, he was a huge football guy. So one of the, my favorite things was when my grandfather would call his born and bred my dad in New England, little town called Methuen, Mass. So when my grandfather would call and he would FaceTime, they would always talk about the Red Sox and they would always talk about the Patriots. So in my house, you know, it was either you're a Yankee fan or you're a Boston sports fan. And I got to bob and weave into both worlds a little bit. Um, I prefer watching Yankee baseball because this is where I am. But, but to hear my grandfather get excited and talk about Brady made me a little melancholy. So I wanted to watch the way my grandfather would talk about him, even up to how he passed away. Um, he was like, this guy is going to go there and he's going to win a championship. Emilio, he goes, I assure you of that. And I go, well, well, why? No, no. And he goes, well, he goes, he has a work ethic, but also at the same time too, he has this ability to elevate you and make you better. That's why, you know, tons of people want to come far and wide to play with Tom Brady. Sure. That's why you get Gronk out of retirement. He goes, it's not the Patriots way. And this is my grandfather who's been a Patriots fan since the beginning of this team. You know what I mean? Like my grandfather was 93 years old and bled this team. He goes, it's not the Patriot way. It's the Tom Brady way. And you can see that the man wasn't even with this team for 10 months and 14 days. And he changed the culture there. They have a great defense. Todd Bowles, great guy. I had to do a lot of research when we talked about this. So I had to like watch a couple of sports shows. <laughs> Rattle off your names, bud. Get it out. <laughs> Boom. Just hit all, hitting all the buzzwords. Defense, yes. Todd Bowles, you know, um, <laughs> but, but to see that. And then he comes in and changes the culture there. He brings in Antonio Brown. He brings in Gronk. You know, I forget the other gentleman's name. Boo. That's on me, but somebody Fail. on social media can say, I brought in this guy, but and he brought in the tools and he knows what he's doing and he knows how to schmooze and be a general manager and be a face for the team, but also know when to let the coach coach. So that's cool. And I think he should deserve and command some respect. Now, you know, like spy gate. Oh, I love that shit. Def- deflate gate, all that. Yeah. You can say that he quote unquote cheated. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. It's not in my wheelhouse. I don't have the mental bandwidth to pontificate about that. It's not our lane. We're just kind of participating. It's fine. It's not our lane. It's not. But but the guy kicked ass Sunday and decimated a younger, faster, stronger yeah. team. And he did it with his defense. Defense wins championships. And he systematically went down the field and he threw touchdowns. So you got it. And he there was there's no signs of cheating. People could say, oh, but the referees are on his side. But he did a very, very good job and he should be getting his flowers. Now he has more rings than any franchise within the NFL and just continue to do you. And plus look who he's married to. The guy just wins at life. Cox and Bob's babe. This guy's got it all. Talk about Cox and Bob, man. (laughs) Brady's doing it all. But here's, here's one thing that kind of chapped my ass about this is seeing like, uh, you know, people with blue check marks by their name on Twitter that are in the sports world saying like, okay, so Brady did it once. He left the Pats and now he's able to do it with the Bucks. But just to prove it's not a fluke, he's got to be able to do it again next year and not a, like, shut the fuck up. Dare you? How dare you? This is a fluke? Have you gone mad? How come when Peyton Manning did it with the Broncos, it wasn't a fluke? Because it's it's TV twelve and he's hated. But then when you meet the guy, you just what a beautiful you're in name. A spell. Oh my god! You know what? I mean, I talk about Dak Shepard's show a lot. Uh, Dax's interview with Tom Brady, 
It's amazing. I highly recommend it to anybody, anyone who just wants to like know about the work ethic of that man and like how his brain works. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of like X's and O's podcasts you guys can listen to about that. Maybe I should not be plugging those because we probably have them on volume network. Come on volume. (laughs) Listen to all the volume podcasts about the football. But this was just a human side of him. It was a very human side of Tom Brady explaining who he is as a man. And I found it fascinating. I love the man now. I didn't really care before, but now I'm I'm all about Brady. This is pre pre this Super Bowl. Now here's a question for you. Hit me. If you had to do it all over again, and you had the opportunity, and Tom was single, John or Tom? Oh my God, never. Uh, John, 100. Tom's too. No offense. I mean, here's what I like in a man. I like that John is such a dude. He's like a gross dude. There's shit about it that drives me crazy but I like that he's grosser than me. I would be grosser than Tom and it, that would throw the scale off. It wouldn't work. I mean, listen, would it have been great for like a quick little romp? One hundo. Tom might be a gasp to your pregnancy farts where John will probably be like, yo, I'll just breathe those in. I'm good. Just keep them coming, baby. That's, that's the farts of our kid. <laughs> I have not been gassy during my pregnancy. I've, I dare I say I've been like a bit of a delight. I've been pretty good. You seem like a delight and like you're carrying good and you're not like, you're not like the, what, what's the, op, what's, what is it? Like this bridezilla, what's the pregnancy version of that? Like, are you Dracula? Like, I don't are you know. Frankenstein? Momzilla? Like, I don't know. I've been a peach. So Tom wouldn't have even had to worry about that. Just putting that out there to Tom and to John. And John can attest to this later because he's going to be on the show. Uh, that's a heads up to you guys that um, next week's episode uh, or on Tuesday, we're going to be, uh, John and I are going to be doing a Valentine's Day episode and we'll, I'll talk to him about my gas. We'll have a whole conversation about it. And you know what he's going to say? Lack thereof. That's what he's going to say. And I'm going to high five him and that's going to be it. One last thing I want to talk about really quickly was, um, and this is more of like a bigger conversation, but Haley Williams from Paramore, she just released a new album that I quite enjoy called Flowers for Vases. Do you say vases or vases? Yeah, you, know, you can say it however, really. It's like tomato, tomato. Nobody fucking says tomato. There might be somebody out there in like, let's say Des Moines, Iowa, that says tomato. If you say tomato, please reveal yourself and we'll have you on the show. Just say a bunch of tomato things. Um, So she released an album and this is, I want to say for sure, less than a year from her other album she just released, uh, which is uh, Pedals for Armor. Both great albums, but my, the thing that is fascinating to me is I guess sort of the, you see like all like the memes online too of like, if you're not being productive during quarantine or during COVID and we're like, it's fine. Just like get up and brush your teeth. And that's a win for the day. But then there's other people like her who are like out there, like cranking out some art and like really making stuff happen. And both of these albums are seem like kind of full therapy sessions, which is great. Um, But have you felt a big need to be productive with your time? Uh, during this COVID world? Or do you like have ups and downs? How are you with it? Why do you think I really hammered home? Let's do more of that shit. Um, right? No, 100%. And I mean, I agreed. I mean, I'm in the, obviously I'm in the exact same boat. Here we are. But shit, like today I was, I had a bunch of shit planned and it all went to hell. And I was like, I just need to take a nap. But that's more of a pregnancy thing that I don't think that has anything to do with COVID life. Um, but yeah, I, I, just, I think people being productive during quarantine is fantastic. Get out there and like 
be a little reflective, have some, have some self-reflection and, and make some shit happen. Take some time to do the things that you really wanted to do. Now she's got two solo albums. See, that's cool to me though. You know, and it's a matter of one, it's a matter of having the resources to do certain things as well. Right. She wrote and produced and played everything on the album as well. So you also have the wherewithal to know what you can do with your abilities and how far they can stretch. Right. Then there's that whole other side of being a tortured artist where it's like, ah, this is not just hitting the way I want it to. And that stretches you out even more. The most important thing for me to answer your question was I had to check in with myself and I had to call myself out on a lot of shit before I could, I could dive deep into certain projects like oral sessions where it was a lot of meditation. It was a lot of breath work, you know? Things were closed down for such a long time. There was no gym. There was no yoga. All my esoteric practices that kept me, me, I couldn't do. I couldn't do Muay Thai. couldn't lift weights. I couldn't do yoga. I was like, all right, I got to keep my body moving. Doing it at home is cool. I was doing more Qigong and things like that. What's that? It's like an energy release sort of thing. It's like real slow. It's like meditative. And- like Tai Chi? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're really like going slow and you're squeezing your muscles and you're breathing and you're focusing on the energy in your body and a transference of energy, right? Like swaying to like the, the oh. rhythm of, of your body and trying to be in sync with the universe. So oh. you take your shoes off, you go ground with the earth. Like you really try to like connect and that's help. Meditation was, was, was really difficult at first, but I got through it. I learned that meditation is not about stilling the mind but it's more about concentrating on like the moment. And if you can just focus on your breath or the outside world or some sounds or whatever, or thinking about one specific entity that has caused you stress and aggravation and to work through that. And with that comes the breath work and the breath work is huge for me. I don't know if you've ever heard of like Wim Hof or Pratyama or Ujjayi since you do yoga. Oh, I know a little Ujjayi. Use your Ujjayi breath. You want to make it sound like the ocean. So it's like a calming. It's like yeah, a, yeah. A little, a little, a little tiny contraction in the back of the throat. Mm-hmm. You sound like Darth Vader's. Everybody's supposed to sound like Darth Vader's in the room. And one of the big things with yoga is you want to fill the space with energy and heat and breath. So that's why you do it. Not these days. You don't keep your breath to your damn self. Exactly. So that's why you can't do it together. But I'm an aggressive breather, so I do it a little bit more aggressively, but you can do it really, really slow. As a pregnant Betty, you can definitely do like box breathing, which is just, you know, breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale for four, breathe for four. Oh, yeah. And that, what that does is that calms you to fuck down. It was a lot of check-in. And, and with that, and this is crazy, Renee, all like it all connects to the, the chakras. And there's like, oh, this, yeah. there's like this nerve from like your pelvis that goes straight to your brain called the vagus nerve. And then if you breathe from side to side, you open up what's called the pistachiary tubes and you can breathe all that shit. I feel like you need to like be on one of these like yoga apps and like teach people this. I know they exist, but you would be like a great teacher for it. You've got your aura lights behind you. You'd be like, I really feel like people would gravitate towards you. I think you could be a big um, name in the breathing space. I don't know with my New York accent. Well, I mean, you did call it yogur. Yogur. Yeah, yogur. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Everybody has a cross. Mine's A's and R's, you know? So, um, but that's just what I believe in. I believe in checking in with your friends and doing it with them. Like I've done FaceTimes with friends. I've even done it yeah. on Instagram live where I was like, I'm just going to do this. And it helps and it works. And it's just like one of those things. So for somebody like Haley Williams to come out and to do an album, 
and I've listened to it as well. There's a lot of self-reflection in that. And you have to sit alone. You have to be alone in something like this, you know? Which is so hard. That's a really hard thing to do. Being alone is very difficult. Some people, even the people that say they thrive being alone, they like being alone. You like to be alone on your own terms, not when you are forced to have to be alone. That sucks. And this is heightened. Like you, you're really alone. You're alone. You're scared. Sometimes you feel helpless. Like you can't yeah. do anything. You might be a hundred miles away from your family oh members. And they might be going through. It's like, what do you do? My mom went through that this past week. And I hopefully she doesn't mind me ta- talking about this. So she is supposed to come down for when I'm closer to having the baby. And uh, so I booked her a flight. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm coming down. But then she looked into like crossing the border. She's in Canada. Um, and I guess crossing the border is still like a doozy. She's not really sure how that's going to work. She's trying to figure it all out. This is still like months away. So she wouldn't be coming down until like May. I think that kind of put her into a downward spiral where she was like, whoa, I cannot get to my kid. My kid is about to have her own kid. And I think it made her like really stressed out. And she lives on her own. She doesn't get to see any of my other family members or anything. So I think she's like in her house by herself, feeling so isolated from everybody and just wants the world to be normal so she can come down and hang here with John and I and like be a part of this baby being born, like all the stuff she's really excited about and the world has been put on hold. And it just, it just sucks. It's, it's sad because there's nothing I can do from here except like call her, check in on her. You know, I was like messaging my brother, trying to get him to go down and see her, but he's just had a kid himself. But I often feel like I have to take the brunt of the responsibility to make sure everyone's okay. Because the people that are really alone right now, like, man, I feel for them. Like, I I feel like so lucky that I have John here with me and we've got like the dogs and all that. But like people that are totally on their own right now, like that's so sad and hard. It's scary and it's difficult and you don't know what to do or how to circumvent these feelings of loneliness, which will cause angst because once you start to go inward, sometimes it's fucking scary. It's like really scary. Yeah. And you can't talk yourself off the ledge sometimes. Sometimes you can, but sometimes you can't. But I also believe that if you take the time to learn the tools, you could. Like I was in my head for a really, really long time and I couldn't talk myself off the ledge. And then I started to read certain books and I started to do like Baron Baptiste Yoga and it really started to help me because certain things started to click. It's you against you. It's not you against somebody else. It's, it's, it's always been one of those things for me where it's a battle of you. So if you can go inward and fight the, the inner bullshit that you're going through and yeah. know like this is going to pass, like you're... I. I know that your mother is a strong, independent woman, just how she raised you and your brother. She's a, Oh, hell yeah. My mom doesn't mess around. So she's going she's, she's gonna to yeah. be fine. I think what comes down to it more is the stress of the lack of control, because that's what I feel like yes. my mother went through at certain points. I think that's what your mom's yeah. going through, because they're alpha bitches. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And if they can't control everything, like then the world is just shit. You know, yes. so yeah. she has to give up some sort of control and that's what's messing with her. And that's what's causing the anxiety and that's what's causing the stress because she can't get to you, but she will. She will. It's going to be fine. But in this exact moment, she could not. And it made her trip. But I'm like, mom, it's fine. You're it's going to be fine. All good. We'll FaceTime your mom. How about that? Oh my God. We should FaceTime my mom. She would love that. Actually, she'd be like, wait, I didn't put any makeup. Oh my God. Um, okay, cool. We did this, guys. We we just wrapped another episode of Oral Sessions. I like these little hangs. It's a nice little like check-in powwow. 
see what's going on in the world of wrestling. What's going on? Apparently, we're football analysts now, so I'm going to add that to my resume. And and breathing, you're going to be big in the breathing space. Mark my words. Yes, we're going to we're going to we're going to take over the breath space work. You and John are going to invest thousands. We're going to do it. <laughs> and uh, more than anything, I'm going to call Cox and tell him to get their asses over to my house and figure out my internet so I can move back upstairs to my beautiful wallpapered room and set up some art and make this shit look really pretty. So for our Tuesday episode, John and I are going to do a little Valentine's Day episode, much to his chagrin. Uh, So send us some questions on the old Twitter machine because we would like to dole out some relationship advice. Um, I think that we're going to be good at that, specifically him. Um, He is like he's like the Buddha when it comes to that stuff. So send us some of those questions. It'll be great. Should we do a hashtag? Oh, gosh, what would be a good hashtag? Dr. Feelgood. (laughs) Dr. Feelgood. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Use the hashtag. Dr. Feelgood. And we'll get your guys uh, questions on the show and we'll have a little chit chat, talk a little love and romance in, uh, in the year 2021. Awesome. Renee, how can they follow the volume on social media? How can they follow you? How can they follow the YouTube? How, like plug everything. All right, guys, here we go. Are you ready? All right. First and foremost, I would just like to say that this show that you're listening to currently is available where you're listening to it. Um, but there's also on YouTube, if you just search in my name, Renee, P-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E, we've got a YouTube page. Uh, we've got all of the videos from the past interviews. There's clips. We're putting up the full episodes, the whole shebang. Make sure to go on there, like, subscribe, share it all, get all those notifications because you want to be in on the know. You want to be in on the ground floor, 100%. Um, and then on all social media, you can follow me at Renee Paquette on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. Emilio, you are just at Emilio Sparks, right? Yep. Give Emilio a follow. And then, of course, the big daddy of them all, Volume Sports. So um, you guys want to follow all things for volume. So on Twitter and on Instagram, it's at the Volume Sports. Um, You can keep up on all the other shows, um, all the other things that are happening in the world of volume. As we continue to, to build this podcast network together, one show at a time, be a part of all of it. Thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of this uh, this harrowing journey with us. We appreciate y'all. See ya.